Let's bring on our next guest, uh, who uh, I'm told Bone was uh, was uh, hurt and, and and deeply saddened by that snarky remark from me. He is Jim Zoki, Panther Radio Network, and he's on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Zoke, Happy New Year, man! What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, that's a lot of controversy on a Monday morning, and uh, I like how you followed up your apology with an immediate snarky comment. I know, I can't help myself. I want to slap myself. You're a Panther fan, Max. Right, Stop I, this. So, Self-hating. So, allow me for a minute, Mac, right now, so Zoki and I can hear it nice and clear. Smack yourself right in the face. There it is right here. Oh, ouch, that third one oh, hurt. Geez. Holy Whoa, crap. Wow. Too aggressive. Why did I do that to myself? Did I deserve all that? This it was a funny a, joke. This is a Travis Kelsey Andy Reid moment here with, with himself. <laughs> so, right. another championship for the Chiefs and their dynasty. We'll we'll talk about the ins and outs of how it happened, but overall, uh, in terms of playing the quarterback position, have, have we ever seen anyone better from a pure talent standpoint than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's a great way of framing it. Yeah, from a pure uh, the talent, I don't know that we ever have. I mean, obviously, you know, Brady with the championships and uh, the clutch performances to get to seven Super Bowl titles, but. In terms of just pure abilities, um, he's amazing. I mean, just there's so many plays, obviously, where you think he's he's going to be sacked or there's just not going to be a chance to complete a pass, and he just defies gravity and arm angles and all the things that he does. So, yeah, it's it's really like watching, you know, in in real time instead of going back and watching highlights of some past performer in, in this league. You know, watching him and knowing that he's probably, you know, probably at most halfway through what he's going to do. I think he probably could win a few more and. They're a dynasty already, but uh, to put himself right up there with, with Brady and all-time greats in terms of championships. So we were talking about a couple Kyle Shanahan decisions, and obviously, you know, the hindsight's uh, 2020. Obviously, we can see it clearly here. But the new overtime rules in the postseason for the first time, and he took uh, the ball, which allowed once KC got a stop, you know, Kansas City knew what they needed. Um, uh, they were able to use a fourth down at one point, you know, because they knew, hey, we got to at least get down in the field goal range. Did you? Th- what did you think of that? And do you? And do you think that was that a mistake? And do you think Shanahan should have cons- should have gone for it, fourth and four, knowing that a field goal might just be enough to lose to Mahomes on the ensuing drive? What did you think about those two decisions in overtime? I think you know quickly on fourth and four. I think you do have to kick the field goal because it's four. But I do think I didn't understand taking the ball first. You're right. I mean, it, there's just no reason to have to go first. I mean, you get to know if the other team goes and what they get, if they get zero, three, or seven, how to react, because now you then you would go for fourth and four if it's the other way and they've scored a touchdown in front of you. So to me, it's like I didn't – that seems like such a no-brainer. I don't understand you. That's like 100% of the time I feel like you would take the ball second in, with these overtime rules. So I thought that was odd. So to what, why would you want to go first and not the other team – then have the opportunity to do what you could have done, which is use four downs to try to you know, counter whatever you might have done. End of the game, you know, the obvious thing would be to do what the Niners did, kick the field goal, you know, mm-hmm. make the make the Chiefs beat you on a touchdown on their possession. But is there there's a world, though, where you could see why they may have gone for it, right? Because, you know, you're going against Patrick Mahomes, not an average guy. Do you think it was – in hindsight, the right decision to get the field goal, or do you think there's an, maybe a way they should have gone for it there? I just think you know these are two great defenses, so I understand it. You don't want to lose the game as much as you're trying to win the game there. So I, I get. I didn't have a big issue with that. I think you take your chances. You go to overtime, and as the referee said, it's a new game. So I just feel like yeah, you you played them even through through regulation. You take your chances in overtime, and it just didn't work out for them. 
All right, we're talking with Jim Zoki. Uh, view from the booth. We're talking some Super Bowl. Zok was dialed in on the big game like basically the whole free world was. I, we do want to get your thoughts on some stuff going on with the Panthers. We hadn't really talked to you since a lot of these offseason changes took place. What did you think about uh, about the hiring of Dave Canales? And what's your feeling about the staff he's putting together? He keeps Averro. That's huge. What, what's your feeling about the coaching staff right now? Yeah, I like I like the structure of everything they're doing. And we'll see you know how that plays out over the next couple of years. As you guys were kind of alluding to, it doesn't appear to be a one-year fix. So it's going to be a multiple-year fix trying to get to where they want to be. But I like the fact that, first of all, they hired the GM first. Um, because I think that should be involved in hiring the head coach. And then somebody that has a history that is recommended by the general manager, which was Dave Canales, obviously there. And the fact that he can bring so much of his offensive staff, and obviously he's got a history with the quarterbacks coach they announced the other day, uh, keeping a Jero Averro's defense, which I think, you know, again, if, if they play good offense, I think we could see, you know, a, a higher evolution of that defense where they can gamble more and get after the quarterback more, try to get more takeaways as opposed to playing it safe and just trying to contain other teams and not give up big plays. So just from a structural standpoint, again, you're competing against 31 other teams out there all trying to get to the same place. Uh, it's going to take some time. I think we all need to be patient, as you said earlier. Um, but I, I like the approach of what they're trying to do. And from everything that we've heard about, you know, Dave Canales, he's, he's well-regarded, well-liked. Uh, we know that he is something of a quarterback whisperer, but you know that doesn't always translate in this league to being a head coach and success. But he certainly has you know the pedigree. He's got 12 years in this league where I think he deserves a chance to show that he could do it. We're talking to Jim Zoki, Panther Radio Network here on the Body Works Plus Guest Hotline on the Mac and Bone Show. Zoke Canales is coming off two major reconstruction projects in Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield. Bryce Young's not there for that yet, but. When you look at where Bryce needs to improve the most before he becomes that, where do you think that is and what Canales has to really work on with Bryce on the most? Yeah, I think, you know, again, this is just one aspect of it, but I think, you know, one of the things he specifically alluded to that was football was the 2.7 seconds. And I think with Bryce Young, I mean, that's going to have to be it. It doesn't always play out that way, but that should be the goal. Is I think with Bryce, I mean, yeah, he can get out of the pocket and run, and that could be part of 2.7 if he gets out and runs. Is that, you know, I think, his success is going to be on the things that he brought into this league, which are accuracy in the throws, uh, quick decision-making. So he has those tools at his disposal where not every quarterback that comes in the league has that. So he can process quickly, he can deliver the ball quickly, and he has shown in the past he can be an accurate thrower of the ball. So I think that's where the success is, and that they really fine-tune that aspect of the passing game with him. I think him lingering in the pocket and, and, and dancing around in the trees out there just doesn't really go anywhere. He should be able to take off a run or throw it in the dirt or whatever. But I, I do think that's going to be kind of like you know the benchmark of uh, how you improve Bryce and get the most out of him as a quarterback. Zoke, there was a report uh, yesterday, I think Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, that the Panthers intend to do all they can to keep Frankie Louvu. And the talk should heat up at Combine Week when the agents, you know, are around the teams in, in, in Indy and all that stuff. Um, what do you think? Like, do you view, because a lot of fans look at it as, well, I want Louvu back. I want Brown re-signed. So why don't we tag and trade Burns? I really want to get greedy and find a way to keep all three of those. Do you think that's doable? And if they do try to keep all three, do you worry that it's at the expense of not having enough resources on offense? 
No, I think I'm with you. I'd like to see all three come back. And I think, you know, Brian Burns, you know, people talk about his numbers being down. Well, he's never had, as we all know, the complimentary bookend to take that pressure off him where other teams could simply game plan around what side of the football he was on. We know Brian Burns is a great player. Derek Brown has become, you know, one of the top defensive tackles in this league. And Frankie Luba just gets better and better every year and has also become a team leader. I think the other thing about this, you know, team that's been lacking that they don't have a lot of is, is culture. And I think, you know, with guys like that, I mean, especially Lubu out of all those guys, he's kind of become more vocal is guys that have been here for a little bit, have some history and can lend to a culture of, of trying to turn this thing around. So I like all of that. And, you know, again, we, we always are so worried about the banking account. And then we sit there and watch Christy McCaffrey play at a Super Bowl. You know, who are we paying, you know, tons and tons of money to? We're not, we, we're not a big budget team to begin with. So yeah, keep around some of your benchmark guys. There are always ways around it. I mean, everybody talks about the huge Deshaun Watson contract in Cleveland. You know, every year they renegotiate that thing and, and kick the money down the road. So there are always ways of taking today's money and making it tomorrow's problem. And just, you know, eventually that cap goes up every year. It just becomes more and more absorbed into future salary caps. Zog, how special was it for you the other night to, when the news broke that Julius Peppers is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year as a guy that witnessed his entire career here from stint one to the end of stint two. Well, obviously it's fantastic. And I think also the fact that he got in on the first ballot, I'm glad they didn't try to, you know, there's some people that vote that just won't do first ballot for whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is. So the fact that he got in on the first, I think puts that in special category. But when you're talking about one of the all-time greats uh, who did it over 17 years, fourth in the league in quarterback sacks, the touchdowns that he scored as a defensive lineman, I mean, it's just uh, it was an amazing career, and he really was a one-of-a-kind athlete. And I, re- I remember going to ACC tournament basketball games here and watching him play two years of basketball with North Carolina. So, yeah, watching him kind of grow up in this state and, and become what he did as, as a college player and then become a, a rookie that was really kind of shy and quiet and not very vocal at all and, and became this, you know, well-spoken, mature businessman on and off the field. Uh, just watching him completely uh, mature and grow before our eyes into one of the all-time greats to ever play that position was so well-deserved. So, last thing, what do you think about Luke Keekley? Like, Smitty, as much as it sucks, and I feel like he should be in by now, you know, he's – everybody will tell you, oh, it's the log jam of wide receivers, and one of them went with Andre Johnson. But Luke Keekley, like, do you think Luke gets in right away? Because the I, I wonder if he's got to wait a little bit like Patrick Willis did. They had very similar careers – just because it was only eight years long. What do you think about Luke in the hall? I was going to say that, you know, the Patrick Willis template, it doesn't have to play out exactly that way, but it, it shows you probably about how that may go with Luke Keekley. Very, very similar uh, careers and length of service uh, in this league. Uh, we'll be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for sure, just a matter of which year it happens in for him. So it may not be the first year. And I think Steve Smith will absolutely get in. Um, and as you said, there's just so many players that uh, have the similar numbers, but as we see each Chris Carter and those type of players get in, you can make the case more and more for Steve Smith that he definitely had the same type of career and in many cases better career than some of those type of players. So for Smitty, it will happen. I hate that he's got to keep waiting. He is a Hall of Famer. And for Luke Keekley, it'll be sooner than later for him for sure, too. Do you think that Keekley's uh, chances at the Hall of Fame will be impacted by him going on national radio last week and admitting that he likes the Mac and Bone Joe. <laughs> that is something they factor everything in for. Um, so I, that the ideal would be, honestly, 
that you guys just turn the whole thing into a positive and you become the presenters in Canton with the yellow jacket. <laughs> That's right. That moment. Uh, good point. How much do you really I, like I, us, Luke? You yeah, know. he's got choices. He's got TD. He's got Greg Olson, Cam Newton. There's many that could do it, but for you guys to go up there would yes. be kind of groundbreaking, and I think funnier yes. than most of the <laughs> Yes, that is the move. We have to politic Luke Bone. We have at least a year, maybe, un- maybe unfortunately a couple of years. We've got to break uh, through on this. Doki, our mutual friend John Halpin tweeted us the other day about that moment, about Keekly praising us. He said it could have been A.J. Klein that said it. <laughs> <laughs> and Too also, shit. A.J. Klein's still playing football. That's so true. he could go to Canton, and you guys could maybe present for him. If like it, <laughs> even if it's by accident. All um, right, Joe, you the man. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Have a great day. Wake up weekday mornings with Mac and Bone. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Band.